Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. I'm Michelle Martin. Asia Pacific stocks are following Wall Street lower this morning. The Nikkei is up 0.6% in early trade. Sydney down nearly half a percent. Seoul is currently the best performing regional market and it's hovering around the flat line. Joining me now to break down all the market action. Good Wednesday morning, Ryan Huang. Happy hump day, Michelle. And to you. Listen, new measures are in store to give Singapore's lagging stock market a much hoped for boost. Now, while other Asian exchanges have been enjoying a banner year for new listings, there have only been a handful of IPOs here. Market liquidity, relatively stagnant as well. Well, if a report in Bloomberg is right, Tamasic Holdings is planning a new intervention that could inject new energy and funds into the entire market. Tell us more. Yeah, so this is a report citing sources. And what we have here is plans, new measures to boost the local stock market, and this will involve Tomasic and GIC. So according to these sources, a fund under Tomasic called 65 Equity Partners Holdings, uh, with a size of around at least $1 billion, will invest in Singapore and regional mid-cap firms, and this will include IPOs. And also, it will involve Sovereign Wealth Fund, GIC, um, using the new SPAC framework that SGX has just greenlit for well, to encourage or facilitate the listing of tech firms in their portfolio. So whoever they've invested in already could find their way into the stock market at home through a spec listing. That's it in a nutshell, really. Bloomberg's report says the MAS may also announce new rules that could make trading on the Singapore exchange more attractive. No details on what MAS may have in store, though, were given in the article. Now, Ryan, in a nutshell, what is the problem that the Singapore exchange faces? Why is it not considered as attractive a market these days as compared with Hong Kong, maybe, or even other Asian exchanges? Well, I'm not sure if you can call it one single problem. There mm. are so many different parts that we have to kind of look at. So one of the main, thing is, main things is the, I guess, what's in the market right now for investors to get excited about, and that is the lack of technology names. So you will probably be familiar with how the STI is made up heavily of banks, financial stocks, property, um, but not really any exciting growth names in the tech space, which mm. have been quite the drivers for stock markets in the US, pushing them to record highs in recent years. So that is one thing that's been lacking and hopefully the SPAC framework uh, goes some way to addressing that. Uh, if you look at some of the... Um, I guess liquidity issues as well. It's not as deep as what you might get in Hong Kong, for example, which has a wider pool of investors. So that is another issue that might make it less attractive. Um, But of course, Singapore has its own attractions. Uh, For example, it is quite strong and established as a wheat hub. So that is where people will go to when they're thinking about property. Mm -hmm. And if you look at performance-wise, over the past five years, the STI has returned around an annualized 6% in terms of US dollar terms. That is about half of the broader MSCI Asia-Pacific index's gains. Mm -hmm. So it's... uh, underperforming the wider the wide, uh, benchmark index, so to speak. 
Yeah, earlier this month, you'll remember to read this in context because the Singapore Exchange announced new rules, becoming the first exchange in Asia to allow for special purpose acquisition companies. Now, analysts say this move could make Singapore a more attractive place for those tech companies to list, a segment currently sorely missing from the current market. Another Tomasic-related nugget in the news this morning, a Taiwanese battery-related company called Gogoro that Tomasic is backing is reportedly in talks to go public via a SPAC merger. What do we know about this deal? Yeah, if you've been to Taiwan, you can see their products on the street. So just think of a shelf and it's filled with batteries. And these batteries are like a bit of a squarish type of model where you can Mm -hmm. pull it off the shelf. Mm -hmm. And if you're driving a scooter, for example, you can just swap batteries on the go. So Mm -hmm. that is really convenient. No need to stay around for charging. And that is the latest um, talk right now that it's looking to go for a spec listing with Palmer Holdings. So this is valuing the company potentially at around one billion US dollars or more, and we could hear more details later this week if the talks are successful. So this is all about battery mobility. Gogoro says it's got about four hundred thousand monthly subscribers. So do we know where the listing, if it goes ahead, might take place? Yeah. I mean, is there a chance that it could be Singapore's first SPAC listing? Well, low chance to none at all because it is, if the talks <laughs> go through, it's going to be with Poma Global Holdings. Right. And Poma itself is already listed on the NASDAQ. So if it does go through, it will be on the NASDAQ. So unless it changes its mind and got, you know, does another merger with someone else, then that will be to you know how it will pan out. Well... Maybe a sign of hope. Gogoro does count Singapore's Tamasic holdings amongst its early backers. So who knows? In other news, the ways in which people transfer money between countries is undergoing all sorts of changes. Recently, we talked about how El Salvador's adoption of Bitcoin as national currency could make it significantly cheaper for its overseas residents to send money back to the country. Now, every El Salvadorian now has a Bitcoin wallet. Analysts say the move would cost Western Union and similar companies as much as 400 million US dollars a year. Well, here at home, changes are afoot to make it easier and cheaper to transfer funds between India and Singapore. This development does not involve crypto, but it does feature a very popular mobile and internet banking app. So how is this going to work, Ryan? Yeah, so this is the tie-up between India and Singapore in terms of payment systems. Mm-hmm. So we've got PayNow here in Singapore uh, joining India's Unified Payments Interface, their version of the transfer network. So this is going to make it easier for someone here in Singapore to send money to India. So it's going to be low-cost fund transfers. So it's going to eat into potentially remittance companies and anyone else in that, in that space. So it is supposed to help promote trade, travel, remittance flows between the two countries. So it's all part of a wider series of um, recent moves to cooperate between the two countries in terms of um, fintech. So that mm. is the latest. Uh, of course, you might remember uh, previous cooperation around using cards and QR codes. 
Let's take a look at U.S. markets now. Investors are focused on the latest inflation data. Consumer prices climb more slowly in August. In fact, the slowest in seven months. Ryan, so does this mean the Fed was right that all the talk over the past couple of months about price increases being transitory was actually correct? Yeah, if you're Fed Chair Jerome Powell, you might be smiling right now because uh, he could be right all along. No, inflation is transitory. And the latest reading does add to that kind of reinforcement or support. And that's, uh, let's run through the numbers first. So you've got the headline figure coming in at 5.3%, just slightly below the forecast of 5.4%. So it is cooler than expected. And that is a reflection of a couple of things. It's a drop in used car sales or rather used car prices and truck prices. Um, you've got airfares and hotel prices also down. Prescription drug prices down as well month on month. So a couple of things, a drag on consumer prices. And we were all watching out to see how much um, consumer prices might go up because of supply chain effects and just general demand. And that doesn't seem to be the case and really adds to the narrative that maybe peak inflation is past us. Consumer prices may be rising more slowly, but wholesale prices jumped more than 8% in August, a record increase. It's unclear to what degree companies will be able to pass off these increases to consumers, but you can be sure that economists and investors are going to be keeping their eyes on that. Investors, meanwhile, did not share the lower CPI numbers overnight. The Dow fell more than 0.8%. NASDAQ, S&P 500, both off around half a percent. Investors sold off small caps as well. Now, normally, Ryan, investors Investors would cheer low inflation. It could keep interest rates increases at bay. So why do you think they were not heartened by this latest data this time? Yeah, that is a interesting one to watch unfold. Mm. We didn't get the inflation numbers at the start of the trading session. That gave a boost to the early part of the day mm-hmm. before things started to drift, drift lower. So it was not enough to give markets a, a catalyst for a bigger move upwards. I think you have investors digesting the wider macro picture where you've got COVID-19 still clouding the economic outlook. So that is still a big question mark for them. And also just the usual suspects when it comes to what's happening in China as well, the crackdown affecting some of the big tech names, especially the Chinese tech names, Mm -hmm. that is still playing out. So on top of that, September is typically a historically... um, poor month in terms of performance. So that comes into play as well. So you do have investors just maybe towing the line a bit or at least waiting on the sidelines ahead of the FOMC meeting next week as well. So a bit of wait and see, a bit of uncertainty all coming into the mix. All right, time now for tech news and a look at Apple's new iPhone lineup, which was rolled out overnight. Some analysts are calling the new phones boring. It's a term you don't normally hear applied to iPhones. The biggest new features seem to be better batteries, more storage. I mean, I perked up when I saw CPUs meant to run 50% faster. Ryan, what do you think? Will these sell or is this the most disappointing upgrade ever. Of course it will sell and that's because you always have someone out for a new iPhone and you do have a couple of things going for it. The battery is going to last longer, it's bigger so they are pitching it as one and a half to two and a half hours more battery life. That is actually quite useful these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have a couple of um, interesting upgrades. Cameras, slightly better. The screen, Slightly brighter, and it also will have a few new colors if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, so, for example, there is now pink in one of the five 
uh, new colors for iPhone 13. I love men who like pink. Well, that's also gold, silver, and blue. Sierra blue, mm-hmm. Sierra blue, not just blue. <laughs> so the thing is, a couple of things stand out. Um, you've got the price. The same as last year. 690 to about 1090 Yeah, right? so people watching out to see if the supply chain problems and the higher costs of all these raw materials might push iPhone prices higher. So it looks like that's not the case. So great news for fans. Um, looking at the production schedule, um, it is still going to come out. So no delays there. But there is going to be a delay for the watch. Uh, at least not a certain sh- sh- schedule. Mm. It will come out in fall. So that is the last quarter of this year. So a rather vague timeline. So maybe a reflection of how it's been reported that the Apple Watch has been quite complicated to make, production challenges, maybe part of the COVID-19 supply chain issue as well. So that is what was one of the highlights. Also, what's interesting is they are expanding Apple's workout service. It's called Fitness Plus. So another way to raise the recurring revenues and it will be now in six new languages including Spanish so another way to lock in or capture the COVID work from home crowd Mm. I think what's interesting is, uh, you know, this is going to have a lot more storage, the iPhone 13. So a full terabyte, a thousand gigabytes versus 512. That is the max now. And a thousand gigabytes, basically enough for about 500 hours of high def video. And if you think about the number of us downloading videos and we want this to happen smoothly, um, this might be useful. But is it worth the hassle of a switch? I don't know. Consumers are going to weigh in on that. Now, time for a quick game of up or down. I have three entries for you, Ryan, this morning. Top of the list, casino companies like Wynn Resorts and Las Vegas Sands. So, are you ready? Let's go. All right. So, let's start with Wynn Resorts. Las Vegas Sands, up or down? All right. I think the chips are down for casinos. And this is around how China is looking to tighten regulations around the industry. So looking at how they performed overnight, Mm -hmm. not very well. You've got Win Resorts leading the drop down nearly 11%. In fact, it's the worst drop since June 2020. So pretty much casinos across the board were down. Yeah, Las Vegas Sands also dropping almost 10% overnight, showing how worried investors are that China's crackdown on different industry segments could turn next to casino operators in Macau. Next, let's look at the crypto platform Coinbase. That's going to be an up for me, and that is around how Coinbase has just made a private placement for bonds. and. Mm. It is really taking off. In fact, um, demand is so high, it got at least $7 billion worth of orders for $2 billion of debt. So that is really showing the type of um, endorsement that's coming through, despite the bonds being junk bond levels. So Mm. Coinbase really has a strong name um, helping it uh, attract investors. Yeah, some analysts say the Coinbase sale shows that crypto is really going mainstream. In fact, that's a thread that we're going to be exploring at 10.05. You know, our, is that mainstream adoption, does that have anything to do with the flash crashes that we've seen recently? We'll explore that in a while. A local company next on Up or Down, ST Engineering. Mm, I'm going to go with Up with mm. this one. So that is off the back of UOBK hand. Upgrading is call on ST Engineering to a buy. And it has a target price of $4.25. So that is 
And up for me because its analyst is optimistic on the medium-term view in in view of how it secured contracts and orders, and he expects a gradual pickup in aerospace earnings by mid-2022. You know what? We're in total agreement today. So it's down for me for Win Results Las Vegas Sands, down for me for crypto platform Coinbase, and up for me for uh, SD Engineering uh, on the back of that news of UOBK Hien upgrading its call on SD Engineering to a buy. So here's your prize, Ryan. <laughs> what? <laughs> I knew that would put a smile on your original face. Original recipe burger. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to read the details. It's a KFC burger. It's your What's favorite it? thing. What's so special about this It's one? new. And it's got a Colonel Special Pepper blend. Aha, uh-huh. okay, perfect. <laughs> he likes his fried chicken. All right, let's turn to Singapore now. We are 21 minutes into the local trading day. The Straits Times Index finished marginally higher yesterday at 3080. How's the STI trading this morning? All right, talking about um, the STI, mm-hmm. it's um, now back down again. A bit of a seesaw this week is down 0.5%. 3,066 and a quick snapshot of the STI, a bit more red than green right now. And let's dive in first to what we have on the top of the table. Mm-hmm. Semcorp Industries is up 0.5%, followed by Capital Capitaland Integrated Commercial Trust and Maple Tree Logistics Trust and Maple Tree Industrial Trust. So that is the top of the table. At the bottom of the table, we've got Yang Zhejiang down 1.3%. Singtel down 1.3%. And let's zoom in on ST Engineering. Um, we had it with a buy call from UOB Hen, target price 425 And ST Engineering right now pretty much flat at 381 at the open. All right, Asia-Pacific stocks following Wall Street, trending lower this morning. Keep an eye out on that for you. And in a while, we dig a little deeper into why investors in the gambling uh, sector are so worried. That's still to come right here on Your Money. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.